You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley, and along with my co-host, Michael, each week we bring you the insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. You're going to want to take notes, so grab a pen and paper, and let's get started. This week in our Business Builder segment, Michael and I will be talking about the importance of having a clear, defined strategy to help you create the right products, programs, and services for you and your business. That's a bit later, but first up, it's our success interview. Today we're talking with the amazing Molly Mahoney. Molly is a camera confidence coach and Facebook Live Ninja. I can't wait to learn more about that. Through her business, The Prepared Performer, Molly helps her clients unlock what she calls the inner awesome so they can share their goodness with clarity, confidence, and most importantly, joy. I'm looking forward to our conversation and learning from you today, Molly. Welcome. Thank you so much. This is going to be awesome. (laughs) It is. And I really, I love these conversations with experts like yourself. And I love to start our conversation by giving our listeners just a little bit of context. So can you share just briefly a little bit about your business, how you started it? And I know it's evolved and still evolving. So how that is working. Yes. So I actually started my professional career as a musical theater performer and jazz singer. And while on tour with the musical Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, my husband and I got engaged and decided to move from New York back to California to be able to raise a family. And at that point, I launched a vocal coaching business. So I was teaching mainly performers and also some business owners to speak from the stage or to perform on the stage and also working with corporations to help their employees to have a sense of stage presence in their everyday life. And recently, within the past year, actually exactly a year ago, I switched all of that and started focusing specifically on Facebook Live. So for those people who don't know exactly what Facebook Live is, it's a crazy, awesome, still rather new tool that you can do from your phone, from your desktop, and it allows you to do a live broadcast using video or now audio as well. Um, there's, one, there's a way to do it with just audio that hmm. just recently came out within the past week or two. Wow. And I know, it's so cool. And, and so I help business owners specifically to speak on camera to share value with their audience in a way that attracts their ideal clients and converts that ideal client into an awesome, you know, person who's ready to throw a credit card at their face is exactly how I describe it. <laughs> a raving fan. So I have wow. private coaching, and then I also have an online course called Camera Confidence and a few other mini courses that are online as well. Wow. It, you know, and I, I love this, and I love when we talk to 
our our guests because your business, like so many, has really evolved. It changes. And I think sometimes people don't get going in business or they keep saying, I'm not sure what I want to do or how I want to do it. And what I find is that once you get going, you can adjust your GPS just like we do in a car. It, you know, it, it recalculates once you've got some traction and once you're really hearing what people want and you're getting a response from people that you're serving. So true. And so many people are afraid, as, as I know you know, they're afraid to take that first step until they have the whole thing mapped out but you'll never have the whole thing mapped out. So really that first step and that action is which is what brings you the clarity. Absolutely. And it's okay to shift your business. I know with Turn Knowledge to Profit, we're doing something totally different than what we were doing three years ago. And that's because, you know, of connections, of listening to people and really looking at what we love doing and what we're passionate about. And when you start reaching out to people, you really find that and it just can take you amazing places. You know what, and also, I don't, I don't know if you've experienced this, but so often people will see, like someone messaged me yesterday and said, oh my gosh, like you've had such instant growth, instant success, and I, and I said, are you kidding me? I launched my business four years ago, and you know, things have gone really well in the past year, but exactly a year ago, I had a huge, disastrous course launch failure, like panic attack inducing failure that caused me to shift things and caused me to really listen to my audience and exactly what they needed and shift my audience a little bit. And, it, and if you're not brave enough to potentially have a failure and then make that shift, it's a lot harder to actually have real success it, because you'll be staying in that, in that safe zone where, where no fear <laughs> exists, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, um, Robert De Niro, you know, said it was a 10-year overnight success. And I think that often happens. People just don't notice you until you're getting that success. And I've been, been reading a book, and it's interesting because it talks about how we take those failures, those, you know, detours on the road, and it's what's the next choice that we make. We can either let it take us down or we can have it lift us up and shift what we're doing. And that's, he was talking about what successes do um, all, you know, successful leaders have, and it's, you know, the choice that they made when things didn't go the way they thought they were going to, it's what they did. And it sounds like you just said, okay, you know, this isn't working. I need to do something differently. And it sounds like you really struck it. Yeah. And you know what else? That little thing, I always say it's not how you fall, it's how you get up. Mm -hmm. And that is something that we get to practice every single day when we use live video because Debbie Page says there's no gozy backsies, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no do-overs. And so you are faced with the potential that something might go wrong because it's live literally every minute that you are using Facebook Live. And your audience is there with you. I, whether it's actually that they're watching live or whether they're watching the replay and you have the chance to show them, look, when things mess up, I recover. I get back up and it makes them love you even more. Well, and you know, it's interesting because as leaders, we go through that. And I think 
letting people know that it's not always easy, that it's not always perfect, but that you're adaptable, you're flexible, you go with what you're given. And if with the right mindset, I believe you can make a success out of anything. It's how you respond and that choice you make. Yes. Amen. And also, as you mentioned, as leaders, I think it really shows our audience and it shows, you know, everyone who's listening, it shows the people who are learning from you. It shows that it's possible for them because if we were perfect all the time, it's very plausible that people would think, wow, I could never do that. I'm not perfect. But when you, when you make a mistake and you realize we're all human, <laughs> like this mm-hmm. is what happens, it, um, it makes the results that you're speaking of much more plausible. I agree, because I think so often they think, well, you've been doing it forever. Um, I hire and train our new managing directors from Evoma Network, and I was a a successful managing director for four and a half years um, and was even a managing director of the year. And they look at me and say, but, you know, you know how to do it really well. And what I share with them is that journey. And believe me, when I started... I didn't have a clue, but what I did was I, you know, worked hard. I was a sponge. I learned. I surrounded my people who were where I wanted to go and learned from them, and it was the best thing I ever did. You know what? And with all of that, I just would love to give an extra shout-out to the eWomen Network. Obviously, they are celebrated within this, within this show, but... A huge part of my journey has been specifically thanks to getting myself to those meetings. And I remember that even just as a, as a member, the very first meeting that I went to, I literally felt like I was a 15-year-old kid at a new school. Like, what am I doing here? You know, and now I, um, I could not be more grateful for the whole organization and the support that I've received from our chapter and at conference and from Sandra herself and I mean, it's just, from you guys, it's just been so, such an amazing community that, that overwhelms me with emotion because I'm so grateful for it. I love that. And, you know, one thing you, that you said, which I really want to reinforce, is you have to show up. And, you know, people say, well, they're not coming to me. They're not, you know, no one's calling me. We have to show up. We have to do our follow-up. We have to reach out. We've got to be part of the, the connection and not expect someone else to do it for us. And the people that really do the follow-up and that reach out to people after they've met them are the ones that leave the impression because so many people don't do that. They think if someone wants me, they'll come to me. And we've got to be proactive and own what we're doing. You know, and also with that, especially since I'm in the space of online marketing and Facebook Live and social media, people think they can just post something online and that should do the traction for them. But especially now with how crazy the Internet is and how much time we spend on our phones, it's those real connections when you actually speak to someone in person that then can be enhanced by all the work that you're doing online. But if you cut out the in-person activity, the online stuff will not work as well, like hands down. (laughs) So it's so important to make those real connections in person. And I love that you're saying that because I hear so many people say, well, I'm building the, my online presence, but it's got to be a combination of the both. 
you know, one thing, one question someone asked me this morning was, how do you know which online platform to use to get connected to? Because there's so many, and you can't start and do them all and do them all well. I know that much. Right. Are you asking that question then? Yes. So what, what would you yeah, recommend okay. to people? Yeah. So I would say Facebook. I'm just kidding. That's not really what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> so really you want to look at, and it's, you know this, but it's so often that people, who, even people who have really successful businesses do not know their ideal singular client or even like three ideal actual human beings that they want to work with. Mm-hmm. And so if you haven't centered it on that, don't do anything else. So first of all, center in on that and then see where are they spending most of their time. So if your ideal clients are spending most of their time on LinkedIn, then you should probably focus on LinkedIn. But if you notice that they're spending most of their time on Facebook, and even if it's not that they're spending their time on Facebook in business, because some people will say, well, you know, my client is a corporate person who doesn't have their business on Facebook, but if their kids are on Facebook and their, their grandkids are on Facebook and they're, they're connecting with their friends and their family that way, then guess what? They're on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And when you do targeted Facebook ads, which Facebook has so much data about these people, right, about all of us, the two mm-hmm. billion people that are there, when they're there looking at pictures of their grandkids, there's a way that you can do an ad with a Facebook Live video and pop it in their newsfeed and then magically be having a one-on-one conversation with them because you're speaking to the camera and they're seeing you speak to them. Um, you know, you want to you look at the platforms where they live and where, they, where they're spending their time, where Gary Vaynerchuk says it's, it's not about impressions necessarily, it's about where their attention is going. Mm-hmm. And so... When they're standing in line waiting to buy tickets for a movie, are they looking around at billboards throughout the mall, or are they turning to their phone? Well, and I think more and more people are, are turning to their phones when they've got those few minutes, whether they're sitting in the carpool lane or they've got time <laughs> right, between, you know. <laughs> Pardon? I said, which is terrifying that a lot of them are probably turning to their phones while they're sitting in traffic while driving as well. <laughs> I know, I know. That, I know. that, is, but, that is scary. <laughs> but if they're in the passenger seat, it's so true. They're not looking at billboards. They're looking at their phone. They are. We need to take a real quick break, and when we come back, I want to continue the conversation, and I want to talk a little bit more about Facebook Live and have you share maybe just a few tips of how people can get started, because I think it scares a lot of people who haven't done anything with it before. You're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit, and we'll be right back. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. 
Welcome back. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. In our success interview today, we're having a fascinating conversation with Molly Mahoney. Molly is a camera confidence coach and a Facebook Live ninja. And before the break, we were talking about how do you figure out where you can find your clients online because they've got a lot of different options. And I want to kind of shift the conversation just a little bit, Molly, and talk about Facebook Live because one of the things I hear from people is I don't know where to get started with video. I don't feel comfortable with video. And, you know, we were talking before the break about, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, you're going to learn, but you've got to get into action. So what would you say to someone who is just kind of petrified to get started? Ooh, I have a really tangible tip. So if you are freaked out about hitting that go live button, and I have clients who have told me that they've spent 40 minutes staring at the phone before they actually hit the button. So I know <laughs> the tangible fear. I know, I know that it's scary. And, and when I started going live on my business page, that was super scary for me. My personal page was fine, but when it had that higher stake, and I knew that it was for a reason and that there was an objective, that's where I started to get scared. So recognize that if you're feeling that fear, it's probably because you really care about the results. So don't try and make the fear go away. You know, make those butterflies fly in formation, first of all. And this is, this is my, my best tip, which is really, really effective. So you take everything that you have to offer in your business, all the products, all the services, all of the really valuable things that you know you can share. You get them all in one spot in your mind right in front of you, and then you push them as far away as possible. We'll bring them back. Mm -hmm. But right now you push them as far away as possible and you're left with you, right? Mm -hmm. And if we don't start at that point with the human being that's us and recognize that that's what we're bringing to the camera, that's the tool, that's the instrument that's coming through the screen, all of the judgment and the fear and the craziness is going to come back and get us because we're staring at our picture, basically. We're staring at ourselves the whole time you're doing this, this thing because with Facebook Live, you actually see your own reflection. Mm. And you're not looking at another person most of the time unless you're doing an interview series. Mm -hmm. So it can be the gremlins are crazy. So my, my, my advice and my, my solution and this technique that I developed is called the quesadilla of awesome. Okay, and here's how it goes. You make a list of the 20 things that make you a uniquely awesome human being. Mm -hmm. Start with just 20. And sometimes 20 can be really hard to do. So I always say everyone has something that makes them uniquely awesome, even if it's just that you make an amazing quesadilla, right? That's when Mm -hmm. we came up with the term quesadilla of awesome. And um, I have a little acronym for how to get this list started. Would that be okay to share? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So I personally do not spell very well. That is not one of my superpowers. So the acronym is SAVE, but it has two A's. So it's Mm S-A-A-V-E. And you make sure that you cover your skill set, so the things that you're naturally inclined to do well, the activities that you love, like hiking, dancing, knitting, crocheting, playing piano, whatever, those activities that you love, and then your appearance. So 
oftentimes people are freaked out because my issue with my bangs always go all crazy on camera. So I've got to like <laughs> either fix it or find things that I love about, about my appearance, right? So you have to find things that you love so that you can celebrate that when you come through the camera. Mm-hmm. So your appearance. And then the fourth one is your values. And your values are so important at, at bringing your true ideal client, the people that you really want to work with. And it also helps to segment and push away the people that, that aren't meant to be with you, which that's okay too. And then the fifth one is eat. So things you like to eat. And I always say Brussels sprouts are my number one go-to for an engagement post on Facebook because people have a visceral reaction to Brussels sprouts. Either they love them or they hate them. So mm-hmm. if I'm speaking about food, it's something very tangible. We all can talk about it. You know, it's easy. So those five categories will do two things. It'll help you to be able to really feel that sense of bubbly goodness in your chest, that, that confidence. You, like, hold it. I used to tell my students, my, my little kids, but I tell my adults this now, too, that your chest is like your sunshine. So you want all that bubbly goodness right there before you go live. And then it helps you to be able to come up with content ideas that's not specifically product-based. Because if all you're speaking about is your products and your services, you become what I call a salesy weirdo because <laughs> you're mm-hmm. just talking about what you sell all the time. But if you, if you connect with what makes you human, it, it gives you such a more, you know, stronger ability to be able to connect with other humans. I like that. Um, I like what I, what I wrote down was um, educate without sales. And I think people get mm. stuck on that. Um, we have so much information, so many things we're reading, so many things we're learning. And I think sometimes, I know I do it. Um, I always think, well, everyone knows that. And I was doing some training last week of new managing directors and they asked a question and it's like, well, that's such a simple question. But what I realized is I've got so much knowledge that I just make an assumption and we know what happens when you do that, that it's obvious everyone knows it, everyone gets it. But I think it's important to take a step back and realize that, you know, we've got this great foundation and by sharing it, we can help others up level where they are too. Yeah. And also sometimes it's so simple. I always give the example of water. I had a client who did a a five day challenge on how to drink more water. (laughs) Something Mm. as simple. We all know we need to drink more water, Mm -hmm. but most of us don't do it. Right. And within this five day challenge, she, I don't even think she did any Facebook ads. And she gained 300 new leads by doing wow. a live video challenge about drinking more water. That's, that, that, that's funny, and it's also interesting. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. Interesting. So I love the way you kind of have that, um, the, the quesadilla of awesome for people to, you know, get more comfortable with speaking out. And I think it's just a matter of doing it. I know when I was first started talking on stages and doing that, I was petrified. And what I did was I just took a step back. I heard someone say, it's all about the audience. It's not about me. They're not there to judge me. They're there to learn. They're there to get value. So I stopped thinking about me and just thought about what I was able to give and it made it so much easier and the results were just off the charts. 
it's seriously. And that's one of the things I have this video content planner that I share with my audience. And one of the things that I have them do in that is I identify that ideal client that I was speaking about earlier mm-hmm. and then make a list of all the problems that your ideal client is experiencing on a day-to-day basis. And if you really focus on their problems and then solve them and solve them with what I call non-product-based solutions. So you mm-hmm. can flip your products in here and there, but really it's like, are they, do they need help with time management? And if it's a, a, a single mom, the way that she'll need help with time management is different than an account exec. Mm-hmm. Right? So solving right. that problem in a specific way and putting out content consistently and strategically and then repurposing that content, um, you know, with Facebook. Facebook ads or embedding it on a website or doing different things like that, adding captions, changing the thumbnail, all the technical ninja type things that you can do with Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. When it gets in front of them, they're like, oh my gosh, you're solving my problem. I need to know more. Take my credit card. <laughs> right? Wow. And that's what, what everyone, I, you know, ideally where they want to go. So how have you used products and services to grow your business? Yeah, so I love this conversation. And really the biggest thing for me has been to offer a product or a service before I've actually created it mm-hmm. at a, a founding member rate and getting, you know, by, for example, one time after I had my whole camera confidence course, which is my full blown, my full blown, blown program, um, these chat bots came out. Do you know what chat bots are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're ways to automate your messenger. So it's on Facebook specifically, it's a way to automate your Facebook messenger so that People can opt in for something, and then it's like an autoresponder that comes to them via Facebook Messenger. Mm-hmm. And they are, they're pretty new, and nobody really knows how to use them. There's a really awesome tool that a lot of people use, but their videos are really confusing. So I did a free training in my private Facebook group, my free private Facebook group, and I wasn't planning on selling anything. I had loads of people watching. I think I had like 100 people watching at the time. And at the beginning, I said, I'm not planning on selling anything, but if you guys want something, I'll create it. Mm-hmm. And so I said, comment below with this word, and I will um, get you the link. And then if you purchase within 24 hours, I'll sell it to you for, I said, $47 for this mm-hmm. Messenger Automation Academy that I had not created. And I also said, I'm going to delete this video within 24 hours. So this mm-hmm. training video, which had loads of value, was up for free for 24 hours. And if anyone wanted that video and the other videos I would create, they had to make a purchase within uh, 24 hours. And then I said I would raise the price to 197 the next day. I made it all up on the video. Like, mm-hmm. couldn't even know what I was going to do. <laughs> and by the end of that day, I had made $5,000 in sales from something I didn't even have. Wow. And it, I think crazy. often... Times when people are talking and thinking about products and, and, and programs, they think they've got to have it all planned out. And part of it is knowing that you're on the right path, so knowing that you're offering something that people want, and then whether you do it yourself or whether you get you know, someone like, like we do with Turn Knowledge to Profit, get them to help. But it's all about knowing that you've got an audience for what you've got because you can create a lot of different things and not have anyone that's interested in buying it. Right. And then that's where you get into trouble is if you create all this stuff ahead of time and then you try and sell it, then it's like, oh, you know, you're not going to have, it could, it could be great, but it also could totally fail. And that's another reason why I'm excited to talk to you guys even more with, with all the Facebook live stuff that I've put out over the past year 
some of it, you know, I've downloaded it and I've chopped it up a little bit and repurposed it, but I'm so excited about knowing that you offer that service so that people who are doing Facebook Live and teaching and offering value, and when they get a lot of comments on a video, they know like, oh, wow, this is something that I could actually download and have it spruced up a little bit with some other workbooks put together and then sell it as a full-blown product. Absolutely. I think people have a, a lot of products um, and a lot of information that they can turn into products and they don't even realize what they've got. And, and we love being able to do that. I can't believe our time is going so fast. Um, I know one other thing that I just want to make sure that before we wrap up our call that I want to ask you is I know you talk about um, really adding value to your brand. Can you just talk about that for a minute? Yeah, so the main the, the one thing that I think people get freaked out about is is they feel strongly about a certain uh, they have values within them that they are not sure they should necessarily share because they want to please everyone mm-hmm. and they want to kind of well, I mean, it's just please everyone, right? Mm-hmm. But the more that you can get really clear about your actual values as a human being, and the more that you can share that and celebrate that, even if it ruffles some feathers. Um, and and for me, it's all about, it seems crazy that this could ruffle feathers, but it does. But it's all about joy and kindness and making that like an actual hardcore, fierce commitment to positivity. And, mm-hmm. and with the way things are in the world right now, it is not always easy to do, right? <laughs> and I've had people like message me privately and say, like, who do you think you are being so positive? <laughs> but you know, it helps to make a strong line so that you have, you'll have, you know, a handful of haters and a huge, you know, tribe of people who are on board and have that same value. So I just can't express enough how important it is to really do some prep work on yourself, that that's how you become a prepared performer and that you celebrate your values as, like, as actively as you can because it really will divide those lines and bring the people who are meant to be with you towards you. Well, and I think that's something that people often forget that it's really okay to have your message and you're going to attract a number of people, but you know, you're going to repel some and that's okay. There's plenty of places those other people can go. You're not going to attract a hundred percent of the people that are out there. So just know that and know that the ones that are coming towards you are the ones that really you can best serve. Mm-hmm. I, 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 what, amen. One of my students yesterday said, Molly, I'm really upset because I've had some people click hide all posts when they saw her Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. And I said, that is the best gift they have given you because now you don't need to pay for your ad to be in their feed. Right. <laughs> right? If they're not interested, I'd rather have them click hide posts that I don't have to waste my money on them anymore, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. So how can our listeners learn more about you and connect with you? Yes, so I would love to offer everyone a special little thing just for you. I'm going to put together a page that has a video content planner and also some more juicy tips because I know we had a pretty pretty quick run here, and I really just love to see people get brave and use Facebook Live to be able to share their goodness with the world and, and connect with those people who really need their message. So if you would like a video content planner and some more juicy tidbits, I would say go to theprepared slash 
T-K-2-P. Let me just say it one more time. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> okay. It's thepreparedperformer.com slash T-K-2-P, as in turn knowledge to profit. Perfect. Thank you. And we'll also put a link on our Turn Knowledge to Profit podcast page, too. Um, Yay! As, as we end our conversation, I know you gave us a couple of great tips, but do you have one more piece of advice that you might be able to share with our listeners, something that they can implement maybe in the next week to really start um, getting out there and connecting? Yes. Oh, which one should I do? Which one should I do? <laughs> I would say let's, if you are going to do Facebook Live, which I encourage you to do, obviously, but I want you to realize that sometimes it can actually be more beneficial if you have zero viewers live. Because <laughs> so wow. often people see that goose egg of the zero as in no one's here, and they uh -huh. freak out and they think the video is not worth anything. But I have had videos just recently. Last week I had a video that had four people viewing live, and within 24 hours it had 300 comments. And this, I, I, it blew my own mind, and this is why. If you use this system, your videos will gain traction. The system is called the APR method, and what it is is before you go live, announce it. While you are live, pretend people are there. Don't wait for viewers to come on. Just pretend that they're there. And then as soon as the video is over, repurpose it. So that's APR, announce, pretend, repurpose. And then do that again and again and again. <laughs> I love that. You know what I love about that tip, so thank you so much for sharing that, is I think yeah. oftentimes, especially when we're starting something and we don't get good traction or we don't think anybody's looking at it, we think it's a waste of time. And I would have thought, that's what I would have thought. So thank you so much for sharing that. That's really gold. You are welcome. And if there's one person there, that's one human being. We get so tied up in these numbers and thinking we need to have a huge reach, but if you have one powerful conversation with one person, that can change your business and change your life. That is an excellent reminder. Thank you so much for being here today and for all your great suggestions and input. Yay, thank you, thank you. We need to take another quick break, and when we come back, it's our business builder, so stay tuned. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? 
Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. As always, I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder segment today, we're going to be talking about the value of having a product strategy for your business. You know, I think this is a topic that is really confusing to a lot of people, and I think it's going to be a great discussion. So, Michael, can you start by telling us why a product strategy is important? Well, absolutely. You know, think about it this way. You wouldn't really leave on a trip without looking at a map or at least thinking about where you were going to go. And a product strategy is really the same thing. It becomes a map for growing your business, expanding your audience, and increasing your income. And in fact, that's why when we help our clients create a product strategy, we actually call it a strategy map. And a well-defined strategy map helps the business owner stay focused on what's really important to them and then create the best products and services that are for them and for their clients. Do you find that this is something that most people have or don't have? Well, I think most people have it in their head, um, but they don't really stop to think about it. And so Mm -hmm. what they end up doing is uh, they have an idea of where they want to go, but it keeps that idea keeps changing as the situation changes because it's not written down anywhere. And so um, you, you probably have worked with people or seen people that uh, have what's called shiny, shiny object syndrome. Well, that's because they don't have a clear strategy so that every time somebody dangles something shiny in front of them, oh, this is a new course. Oh, this is a different way you could go. Oh, here's a different market you could tap. Oh, here's a uh, a new way that you could approach things or here's a new client base or, you know, whatever it is, they they move in that direction because they don't stop to say, does that fit my strategy or not? And if it doesn't, then I let it go. If it does, fantastic. So it goes to a lot of the conversations we've been having the last couple of weeks when some things have come up because we've got ours clearly defined and we know exactly what it is and some different opportunities have come up. And when I ask you, how does that fit or where does that fit? And a couple of times you've had to say it doesn't. So then we really take a step back and say, okay, do we want to add it? But we need to be very um, methodical about how we do it. So it, I, it, sounds like it does make sense to really have it outlined and be very, very clear on what it is. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We have referred back to it quite often, particularly dealing with clients because a client will come to us for a service that is right in our wheelhouse, and that's great. And then they'll say, oh, and by the way, I need help with this other thing. Can you do that? And my first reaction is, if it's something I know I can do, of course, sure. Yeah, we'll do that. But then you're always good at at sort of stopping and saying, well, yeah, you could do that, but is that really something you want to do? 
And a lot of times I step back and say, you know, right, you're right. That's not part of our strategy. Yeah, I could do that. I'm I'm pretty good at doing that, but it's it's going to be a one off. It's just not something we want to put a lot of time and effort into developing as a core of our services, the mm-hmm. core of the services we offer. So it's probably not a good thing. Doesn't mean we won't do it anyway on this one off, but that's a conscious decision as opposed to just going after the business. Right. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's where those referral partners come in and are perfect because they can help you in those areas that get somebody who does it really well is in their wheelhouse. And I think that's an important thing to think about. So how do you create a product strategy? Well, you know, to create a really good product strategy map for your company, uh, you really need to look at three things. The first thing is to identify who your ideal client is. And I know there's been a lot of talk recently about the term ideal client versus target market. And we're really talking about your ideal client. So it's who do you love to work with? Who benefits from your services? Um, Who really uh, inspires you? Uh, What are the people that are really the ideal people? If you had a hundred of those, you'd be phenomenally happy and successful, by the way. Uh, Also, you want to look at who can afford to pay for your services because that makes them an ideal client as well, as opposed to the target market, which is just some sort of amorphous group of people that have similar characteristics that you think you're going to target or go after for business. You really want to look and say, not like, where is that group out there, but who are the actual people that I love to work with and I want to find more of. And that you really have to understand who that ideal client is. Next, you want to look at what your own business goals are. Um, You know, everybody doesn't want to build a multi-million dollar company. I mean, well, everybody wants to build one, but not everybody wants to put in the work and the drudgery and the effort to do that. And that's totally okay. If you've got a business that is maybe six figures or maybe approaching six figures and maybe you want to get to 200,000 or 300,000 and that's good for you, then, you know, your strategy should reflect that. So it's really important to know where do you want to go with this business? And then third, you really want to know what your own desires are. Uh, And most people don't talk about these a lot, but this is really important, especially for coaches, speakers and authors who uh, run their own business. And that is, you know, what do you want? Uh, what do you want to do? Do you like working with people one-on-one? Do you like getting up on a stage and speaking to a large group? Do you want to work full-time or part-time? Do you want to do um, the things that you do in your business as a part of your life, but then maybe you have other things you want to do as well? So, you know, what are your desires? Again, not not everybody wants to work hard enough to create a multi-million dollar business. If you do, that's fantastic. But understand, that's a different lifestyle than someone who wants to have a good steady income and take a vacation three, four, five times a year. Now, I, I think that, and I love what you're saying, and it really should be your goal and doing it because you love to do it because it's really what you want to do and it fits the business that you're trying to grow. Oftentimes, and, and we've been down that path where you're building something because someone said it's the model to follow and you're just really not happy. You're trying to force yourself down a path that just isn't you. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, I really encourage people to really think about um, what do you want to do, not what you have to do. And I think when you do it that way, it really helps you get crystal clear on your product offerings, on everything you want to do, and then get a resource like Turn Knowledge to Profit to help you get really crystal clear. Because when you do, I know for us, the decision-making process has been so much simpler and it's really in a lot of ways black and white now because it fits or it doesn't yeah exactly and i I know that we've had a lot of those conversations when we first started our business turn knowledge to profit we probably had 15 things that we could do and that was 15 things that i was really good at doing or that you were really good at doing and that doesn't mean that um you don't want to do them it just means that we sat back and said okay well we could do all 15 of those things but that's a lot of stuff. First up, it's hard to identify a niche in the market, a specialty. It's hard to craft your message. It's hard to find your ideal clients. So what we did is sat back and said, okay, well, of all those choices, what, what at the core, what do we really, really love to do? And we got it down to six. So that's, you know, basically we have the quick six strategy map, the quick six formula. Those are the six things that we absolutely are passionate about doing and absolutely uh, want to help others do so they can be successful. And so we really, really cut it down to that. It's much, as you said, much easier to focus. It's much easier to create a brand, to create a market, um, to be a differentiate ourselves in the market. And it's really much easier to have a strategy that we can stick to in, in that case. You know, and once we did that, I think it really did give us clarity and being able to have conversations with people, being able to explain what we did. And it really got to the, the heart of what we're passionate about doing and really where our zone of genius and our, our sweet spot is. And I think once people get there, they think it'll um, shrink the number of people they can work with or shrink their business. But really, when you get right on target, it really helps grow it, I believe. Yeah, it absolutely does. And I know we've worked with um, a lot of clients. Clients have come to us to help them develop their strategy map. That's one of the services we provide. And when we sit down with them, um, I can I can say I'm thinking back to all the clients we've worked with. I, I think I'm, I'm confident in saying there's never been a client where when we get into talking with them, they don't have any products or services at all. Uh, they have them, they've developed them over the years, but it's like a shotgun. I mean, there's just, there's, if you could sort of picture a shotgun blast against a target, it's just like all these spots and they're, they're, they're kind of focused in one general area, but they're just sort of all over the place. And so one of the things that we help them do is really focus in on what are the products and services they really want to offer, and then how do those fit into a logical strategy for them and for their clients? Yeah, no, I I, I love that. So you know, we know that um, all products are not the same, but how does someone know which ones that they should focus on or create first? Yeah, that's a great question. And as I said, most of the people we work with, they have one or two or three or half a dozen, however many products that they've created over the years. And it's really been sort of an organic process. So a client has come to them and said, hey, do you do this? And they said, sure. And they created a product or service around that. Uh, and then they added another one and then another one, another one. And so again, it's like that shotgun. 
Um, when we work with folks to create a strategy map, we really think of products, programs, and services in three main categories. And so let me tell you what those are. Um, the first one is entry-level products and services. And these are a lower priced. They're highly leveraged of your time. So you, it's one to many. It, you, you provide the service and it goes out to hundreds or thousands of people or is available to that many people. And these are the products and services that we typically say um, the client can see your solution. So it might be something as simple as an ebook that's offered at no charge and they get to see your five tips for doing whatever it is you do, X, Y, Z. So they get to see that. Now the application of it, that's all up to them, but at least they get to see the solution. It may be as simple as uh, an uh, entry-level e-course where you teach them your five techniques or your six techniques or whatever it is, the six steps to how to, to create whatever you create. But again, they have the implementation on, on their own. The advantage of, the, of that uh, entry-level product is it's, it's very easy for someone to step into it. Mm -hmm. It's low risk. Uh, it's low expense, low investment, so it's it's very simple and nice initial step. If they want to step up from that, then you go to what we would term a mid-level product or service, and that's where clients really get to experience your solution. So that might be a VIP program where you couple an e-course with some one-on-one -on -one coaching to help them implement it. Uh, whatever it is you're teaching. It may be uh, take other forms, but it usually involves some of your one-on-one -on -one time or small group coaching time. And then you have on top of that premium products and services, and those are really, uh, as they sound, at the higher end. And that's where your clients get to master your solutions. So that might be a multi-part structured coaching program where you take them through your solution you have coaching to help them implement it. You really work with them and their business on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Now the coaching may be in small groups, but then you do some one-on-one -on -one coaching as well. So it's the leverage isn't as much, but the investment is higher. And typically those are the clients that you love to work with. So you get to work with those folks. They pay you more to work with them. So your time is more highly valued and you still have those lower level or entry level and mid-level products and services that appeal to the much wider audience who just honestly can't afford or don't want to afford your one-on-one -on -one coaching services. Well, and a lot of times people aren't ready to invest in you at a one-on-one -on -one level because they don't really know who you are. Um, and I love this because we have a lot of, of clients who love to work with people one-on-one -on -one, and they say they don't want to give that up and that's one of the reasons that they are a little hesitant to create programs but what they don't when we have the conversation they love it because it lets them expand their reach and then really cherry pick the clients that they can work one-on-one -on -one with and i love that i love the way you put it with c experience master um, because it's a very simple way to look at what you're doing, how you're starting to get your reach, and how you're starting to really build and grow your business. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you mentioned the one-on-one -on -one coaching again, and I know a lot of people love to do that. But and you know, the one-on-one -on -one coaching should always be in the premium level, always, always. Um, that's the, the purpose for having those entry-level, mid-level 
range products and services because they really support and provide a foundation for your one-on-one -on -one coaching. So if you, you think of it this way, um, let's say you're, you're charging $100 an hour for your coaching. That's to make the math easy. Let's say it's $100 an hour. Um, there's only so many hours in the day and there's only so many clients that will pay that. So you, you're limited in terms of what you can earn and you're also limited in the number of people you can mm -hmm. touch and the people and, and impact. So what you could do is take what it is you know, package it up as an entry level e-course and slide that in underneath your one-on-one -on -one coaching and then raise the price of your one-on-one -on -one coaching. So now you've provided that solution at that lower price point for those people who, who can't afford more than $100 an hour or maybe not even $100 and you've bumped your coaching up to a higher level. Then you may come along and slide a mid-level VIP program in above that e-course and then take your one-on-one -on -one coaching to an even higher level. And so you can really build it up that way, valuing your one-on-one -on -one coaching, your time, your expertise, and getting the investment that it deserves while at the same time serving a much bigger audience with your entry-level and mid-range products. I love that. And I bet we've got a lot of people listening that are saying, I've got products, um, I don't know how to leverage them, or I'm thinking about creating products and don't know where to start. And we would love to invite you to have conversation with us. Be sure to visit Turn Knowledge to Profit. And Michael, how can they connect with you so that they maybe can have a conversation and just learn about what what their next steps would be and give them a couple suggestions? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would love to chat with anybody who's interested, uh, who has maybe a coaching business or maybe has a book about their process or it, it likes to go out and speak uh, live on how they could actually turn what it is they do into uh, a much more highly leveraged offering so they can uh, really earn more, reach a bigger audience. Uh, you can go, as Janelle said, you can go to our website, turnknowledgetoprofit.com. There's a contact me page uh, and you can do it there. That'll come right to me. If you'd like to contact me directly, you can always um, go to our Facebook page, Turn Knowledge to Profit in Facebook, or you can email me at michael at tk2p.com. So that's Turn Knowledge to Profit, tk2p.com. Thank you. I love that. And be sure to join us again next week as we continue the conversation on how to turn knowledge to profit. You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for our future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week. Turn knowledge to profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. 
Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.